I'm Alon. And I'm Marzi. And you're listening to the second episode of Gay Misconduct. So the cup happened. Yeah, the cup, it happened for sure. Um, those were hockey games. For sure, those were some hockey games. Um, I, okay, I don't want to say it's not what I was expecting. Um, because that's entirely what I was expecting. That's what we said last episode. But like, <laughs> I'm a little like disappointed by it still. I would have liked to see um, a little bit more fire from the Panthers. Well, I've noticed that when we have a fiery like first and second round, like of course, like the Bruins getting knocked out, the Panthers moving on, like everything, the final is always like nothing happens. But if there's like a very like chill first couple rounds, the final is always crazy. Yeah. I mean, like speaking strictly from a like, not from my my own personal need for drama, but from the perspective of someone who like enjoys the game and likes watching it played. Um, I really think that like the pen- <laughs> the Panthers were so lackluster just in terms of like their offensive ability, in terms of the way like they just weren't pushing Vegas enough and they weren't pushing in the same way that they were in those first rounds. Yeah, and then a lot of it is that they were like fucking broken by the time they finally got to vegas oh my god and that's a whole other conversation about letting players play through injury i mean the fact that matthew kachuk couldn't get out of bed couldn't put his skates on by himself and they were still sending him out there to get you know checked into the boards every game is a little bit ridiculous it's the fact that he had a broken bone near his heart and lungs like the bone that protects your heart was what he broke yeah, like, I get it. It's a contact sport. You've got to play through bumps and bruises, but there's a difference between bumps and bruises. And, like, if somebody knocks him the wrong way, it's going to literally puncture an aorta. And it's just, like, it's the fact that, like, the punctured lung thing is not, like, a unique occurrence. Like, it's the fact, like, hey, that's happened. We're going to just keep doing what we're doing, though. Yeah, and, like, speaking of the way injuries are treated in sports, Jack Eichel, I mean. <laughs> oh, Jack. I'm happy for him for getting that cup. Um, he still shouldn't have gotten that ugly thigh tat, though. <laughs> that fucking thigh tat. I, I'll, I'll circle back to that. Um, I do just want to make one more comment on the medical thing. It's just like, there are so many players that are playing through broken bones and injuries that like should not be walked on, let alone skated on. Because it's like, you're paying these guys salaries. They are in your contract. It is not only like a bad moral decision to let these guys play. It is a shitty business decision. It's like how Joel Erickson played on a broken like leg. Like he played 19 seconds of the playoffs because that's all that he could bear. And it's like, you guys, like you're paying his salary. Don't break him more. Right. Like if he could have rested that leg, who knows? But you're making them skate on injuries. You're exacerbating their injuries and it's fucking you over in the long run. Right. It's like, okay, well, that didn't do literally anything to help the wild. Like that, like, like him playing 19 seconds and like causing himself more pain was not a solution that was going to provide any helpful, like, offense. I think those 19 seconds were the only reason the wild didn't get swept. Trust. <laughs> I don't even remember what happened in those 19 seconds. I blacked it out. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> okay, but back to the thigh tab, because, of course, that's also very important. It's just so ugly. And the way he's getting it, like, in a mall across from a K Jewelers. It's <laughs> like, laptop set up in the back. Like, I'm sorry. Like, your salary information is public. I know you can get a little classier than that. 
I was going to say, like, if you don't want it to be like an inconvenient trip, you have the money to just pay a tattoo artist to show up in your home. Like, right. Like some guys, you're like, you just fucking won the cup. Some guys would be like, fuck yeah, I'll pay you to let me tattoo that shit on you. But no, you're across from a K Jewelers. Fucking Fanatics logo, too. It's like it's the logo that Fanatics designed oh forever on his thigh. And I know he's not the only one with tattoos like that, but that doesn't make it less ugly. And it's like fucking huge. At least the other guys get it like on their ribs. Nobody's looking at your ribs all the time. That's on his meaty fucking thigh. To be fair, Tyler Sagan does have the Stanley Cup tattooed on his ass. Okay. And should we be, you know, taking our like life choice advice from Tyler Sagan? <laughs> You know, um, probably not, but I feel like Jack Eichel would. I'm just Jack saying. Jack Eichel has never in his life missed team breakfast. <laughs> hey, you know, as far as we know. As far as we know. <laughs> but yeah, the thigh tats, like, it's just the fact that it was like the fucking logo from their hats. Like, dude, you could have had anything in the world designed for you. I just think, like, he could have gotten a little more exciting. And you know what? It's not really authentic fanatics, because if it was fanatics, like, authentically, it would be, like, upside down and, like, the wrong team logo. Oh, my God. It would be like, oh, Stanley Cup champions, Florida Panthers, on your thigh forever. I'd probably say 2022 still. <laughs> <laughs> like, and also, I just want to comment on the fact that you almost said the Penguins, and I would be distraught if we did not bring up the fact that all of this only happened because the Penguins couldn't beat two of the worst teams in the league. Oh my god. And now look where they got them. They traded Latvian legend Theodore's Blugers, Stanley Cup champion now. <laughs> that boy has a ring and a fat ass, and some of you bitches cannot relate. Other than, okay, a lot of the Penguins well, can some, relate to that. Some, so. some, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> I was like, hold on, if we're comparing fat asses and rings, I... Maybe Sidney Crosby can relate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first of all, Teddy Bluger, also Phil Kessel. Um, that picture of him that came out like with the fucking shorts ripped to hell. He looks like a fucking swamp troll. I am so in love with him. <laughs> oh my god. And according to Jack Eichel on Instagram, he ate more hot dogs out of the cup. That's my king. It's like, listen, I was joking about how many hot dogs that man ate at during the finals, but he just was really chowing on hot dogs. And I'm happy for him. I really am. Like, Iron Man, he deserves this shit. Listen, if there's anyone that has earned the right to just sit in the press box and have everyone else get him another ring after, like, busting his ass during the season, it's him. It is. I just, why is it hot dogs? Like, first of all, has he ever, like, talked about, like, really loving hot dogs or is he, like, committing to the bit? I mean, I think it's just a good food to eat out of the Stanley Cup. Okay, question. What would be the food that you would eat out of the Stanley Cup? See, that's a tough one. Me, personally, I would be, like, very nervous about, like, getting shit stuck in it. So I wouldn't want to do something, like, gooey. Like, no nacho cheese or anything. I wouldn't want to do, like, a liquid, like, like a soup. I would obviously drink out of it. But no, like, it would just make me nervous. See, I was going to say French onion soup. Okay, like, I respect that. That does have all the qualities I just listed I was avoiding, but I respect your grind. <laughs> For me, I would probably go, like, I could do some chicken wings out of the Stanley Cup. Like, I just think it would be, like, it would be the move. Yeah, okay, but, like, boneless or bone-in? I'm sorry, I'm a boneless bitch. Oh, I thank just God. Don't, I don't like to, like, deal with it. It's just, I don't like remembering that I'm eating chicken, you know? 
See, I don't have a problem with that, but I feel like there's always so much, like, good meat that I just, like, can't, like, gnaw off of the bone because, I don't know, like, my teeth didn't evolve for that or whatever. So it's, like, I'm wasting so much chicken. And you also, like, you can't eat it as fast because you're always worried you're going to get a bone. It's so gristly. Yeah, it's just less good. We're definitely getting canceled for this take. Oh, yeah, this is the take of the episode that's going to get us canceled. (laughs) Speaking of cancelable takes... Well, actually, first, let's go for our winner um, of that naming competition we held on Twitter. Um, So we asked our Twitter followers to help us name what we called last time Tweet of the Week because we decided it needed a cuter name. And we have a winner. Elon, take it away. Uh, Congratulations, Raw at Hockey Liker, for calling it the five-minute major. And so now we present you with this week's five-minute major. The tweet reads, Eric Stahl can be as homophobic as he wants, but he'll never be able to unpublish all those AO3 fics about him fucking Jeff Skinner. I really, this one, I think it stands on its own. I mean, what more can you (laughs) say about it? He won't be able to do that. And it's like, that's out there forever on the internet. It's out there forever on the internet. And it's like, it's like indelible in people's minds like guess what else is out on the internet forever the picture of him wearing the fucking jersey last year oh my god i know like it's just you at least be consistent dude if you're gonna be like i'm i'm like so homophobic that i can't do this like but you've done it like you're (laughs) already going to hell or whatever well it's like i just loved when he tried to gaslight the reporters and he's like i haven't worn it before (laughs) and they were like yeah you have (laughs) Like, dude, it's their job to be all up in your personal business. You can't even try that shit. Like, they just, that's readily available information that people have. Like, pictures from a game. Pictures from a game, which, much like all those fics about you fucking Jeff Skinner, you cannot delete. So we bring this tweet up specifically because our main topic today is book talk, hockey romances, and then we're also going to touch a little bit on AO3. Less so but we have a little fun thing planned for that um so the first thing is what is book talk because we talked a little bit about the last episode but we didn't really get into it the best way to explain book talk is there is a trend on tiktok right now where people are like using there's like two categories people are using nhlers to represent the faces of these fictional characters that these hockey romances are about And then the other camp is these hockey romances are about the NHLers that their pictures are featured in. And it's never like videos. It's always just like a slideshow of images. And it's like an excerpt of the story. My God. And as someone, by the way, who makes like cute little fan cam edits on Twitter myself, you should at least be using videos. Like, can you spice it up, please? Get a little bit dynamic with it. Anybody can go on GettyImages.com and search Matthew Barzal. Put some like cute transitions in there. Give me like him winking. I know you want to slut him (laughs) out, but do it creatively. Also, the women in these, they're always like the back of someone's head from like just like an Instagram post or something. It's like the women never get faces because they want people to be able to apply their own faces to the characters but like and then as you just get a full frontal of like someone's draft pick and it's like dude like you're not following the aesthetic the thing with the women is like crazy because it's like you want to be able to imagine anyone right like that's the whole deal but these women all look the same they're all like white they're very slender they have like long long hair and it's Mm -hmm. like 
well you're just showing your own ass now well and it's crazy because it's like this part of tiktok like well the thing is, is this is hockey book talk book talk as a whole has other genres that do these same videos and then just have like a random stock image of a man like just some hot man they find on google and it's just nhl like is specifically the only one that like attaches a persona that of like a real person to these characters because it's like book talk itself is like just people that enjoy reading at first like it was like i know a big one we mentioned last time a court of thorns and roses um there's been a couple other ones that like have gotten really huge colleen hoover um that's kind of like the mass of book talk but like hockey book talk is specifically this like weird slideshows of like nhlers oh my god and it's so like sexualized oh it's so sexual like it's crazy i'm not even on tiktok but like this stuff like i'm on hockey twitter like it pops up all the time usually people making fun of it but still and it's like you guys are literally just using some complete stranger to use like face and body to publicly jack off now listen i don't care what you do in the privacy of your bedroom in the privacy of your mind but this is social media you're posting it on tiktok like you're actively making the decision to like openly sexualize these guys to basically announce to everyone that you view these like real living men with like lives and partners and like friends and family as like objects for you to project your like horny fantasies on well what's crazy is like this has obviously existed in like every fandom on the internet for decades like in different forms obviously um not like videos on tiktok but like on tiktok people's like real legal names are attached to that like back in the day like people would be caught dead before they attach their real legal names to any of this shit yeah like there was a reason everybody was using like crazy pseudonyms back on like Wattpad and fanfiction.net. But now you're out there with like your whole face, like you've got your high school on your page. You're like, here's where I work. And then you're like, and by the way, I want to lick Matthew Barzal's abs. Like, what? Would you walk up to like, would you walk up to him and say that? And I hate asking that because for some of these girls, for some of these people, the answer is yes. Yes, they would. And they would enjoy it. And it's like, I think a lot of people get it in their heads that like, oh, these are like celebrities. Like people do this with like One Direction. And I was like, I like, I don't really know if you guys understand how like minor celebrities hockey players are like they like you can run into them at Target if you live in their city. Like I casually like one of my friend's aunts is Crystal Tang's neighbor. I know where that man lives, but like it's because he's not famous. He's just some dude. And so you're like, well, they'll never see it. I follow a golden knight on TikTok, actually. So, right. Like, they're literally out there. Like, they have TikTok accounts. They have TikTok accounts. They have burner Twitters. They see all of the weird shit you say about them. And you know who else sees it? Their parents, their siblings, their friends, their partners. Like, would you walk up to one of these guys' girlfriends and be like, I fantasize about your man coming inside me? Okay, so all of that's crazy. We've discussed how that's crazy. What I find even crazier is the NHL and AHL and whatever league admins getting in on it. And like the Seattle Kraken, they were the first ones to do it. And it was all about Vince fucking Dunn because of course it was. They couldn't have picked a worse like category there. I mean, 
actually they could have <laughs> through their roster in my head <laughs> um so like they did it first and they were like hey like you guys should use this guy of that place for us as your like guy to fantasize about and it's just like imagine walking into work and it's like hey like you should like think about like Dave from accounting when you're jacking off like it's so weird and like I get that like PR and marketing is like a ruthless business but like these are real people and the thing about like hockey players is like unlike a lot of celebrities like they didn't get where they are selling their personality or their like themselves it's their game that's what got them where they are and so the fact that you're like taking that and like removing their ability to have like a personality and a life or anything else you're reducing them to just like sexy hockey player is crazy well, there's been a trend recently, and I find this one particularly disturbing. So I haven't seen it from an NHL account yet, but I have seen it from quite a few like ECHL and AHL accounts where they are buying the book, like the physical copy of the book called Icebreaker, which is a notoriously like not well-written, very sexual hockey book, right? And they're taking videos of their guys reading the like really raunchy parts and like reacting to it and like... Can you imagine like having to go to work and you're like there to play hockey and the admins like social media admins like, hey, can you read this sex scene and can we film you like reacting to it? This is like this specific thing is hysterical to me because that's what we're about to do in a couple minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But like we signed up for this they signed up to like right like like we discussed this and I'm sure that if either of us was like actually I don't really want to read porn for like an audience (laughs) like that would be chill do these hockey players have the same ability to say hey I don't want to read porn for an audience I don't know and that's the disturbing part the weirdest part of the trend is they're not reading it out loud they're just filming their reactions to reading it in their heads (laughs) like it's so bizarre and then all the comments are like oh wow he reacts like that that's nothing I read like shit twice as bad as that in public and I'm like don't tell him yourself like it's like you're snitching at that point like oh you really like to read about men taking it up the ass poorly like that's crazy like they're like oh yeah I read that shit at the grocery store and I'm like what like should we throw a party should we invite Sam and Dean from Supernatural don't you dare bring up Sam and Dean on my fucking podcast. Like, I just, like, it's it's just, you're snitching on yourself. I just, book talk, hockey romance, obviously we have an opinion. I think if it is a book that is written completely unrelated to a single NHLer, and it is just a stupid romance book, fine. Do not post a video of saying mm, this character is like very like Quinn Hughes coded. Like, first of all, no, that man is not. I don't need to read the book to know. No, he's not. <laughs> no, Quinn Hughes fumbles bitches. Like, <laughs> like it's his religion. Like, Insider sources have told me this. Dude, like read your silly little novels and mind your business. <laughs> My God, like it's fine. Like go read your like poorly written porn like live your best life we've all been there I fully support you but you don't have to like go out and tell Jack Hughes about it (laughs) like leave his ass alone I promise you that is the last thing Jack Hughes wants to hear about like he doesn't like like he's busy actually fucking bitches he does not care (laughs) 
Like, exactly. Like, I just, I kind of, okay, I'm deeply fascinated and I love book talk because it's just so crazy to me. Like, and like, I do want to make the distinction that book talk is mostly straight women and AO3 fics are mostly like, there's a lot let me let me be clear there's a lot of heterosexual women on AO3 yeah but they're all writing gay porn exactly that's that's like the books on book talk are like straight couples for the female gays and the ones on AO3 are gay couples for the female gays and obviously there's like exceptions to both of these there's some gay hockey romances like on book talk out there there's gay people writing on AO3 etc still weird I actually, one of the books that I'm going to read to you, or at least read the excerpt to, is actually a queer, um, like, book talk book. So we will cover that. (laughs) Um, So all of this is to say, like, it's weird to participate in the, like, kind of mismatching of these NHL players to these fictional characters. And these books are really weird and poorly written. Um, So in order to demonstrate that, Elon and I have each picked three books. We're going to alternate. The other one has no clue what books we've picked, what chapters we've picked from those books. And we are going to read them to each other and kind of react to them and just kind of see the scope of what's out there. All right. So I'm going to start with a book called Break the Ice by L.A. Cotton. Now, I respect that. Clearly a pen name. Respect Mm -hmm. that you are not attaching your real name to this because it's bad. All right. Are you ready for this? All right, I'm ready. I'm seated. Trouble in paradise, Austin asked, casting his gaze towards where Sam, Sam's a girl, by the way, let me be clear, Mm -hmm. was chatting with a couple of the rookie players. I think she got the hint. I told you, Holden. Connor slung his arm around my neck and smirked. Girls like Sam are trouble with a capital T. She's probably already picked out the name of your kids. I'm picturing two boys and a girl. Something like Brayden and Benson, that's Brayden with a Y, B-R-A-Y-D-E-N, and Brienne for the girl. Who the fuck are you right now? I gawked at him. What? He shrugged. They're pretty good names. Did you hit your head when you finally got Ella to agree to give you a second chance? Austin snorted at that, and I went on. Because I swear to God, you've turned into the BPOC since you two got together last Halloween. Now, before I continue... Can you guess what BPOC stands for? I don't think so. (laughs) Because my brain went to like BIPOC, not BPOC. And I got really concerned. (laughs) Neither you nor Connor knows what BPOC is. So I elaborate. Biggest pussy on campus. Wait, is this a college fic? Yup. Ah, okay. (laughs) there's so many college ones and it's fascinating to me because like people don't care that much about you don't give a shit about college hockey (laughs) like you don't really have girls lining up to fuck you and I know this because I went to school right near one of the biggest um hockey colleges in the U.S. nobody gives a fuck (laughs) and you know what I have actually have a running theory that they're writing about college because it's easier to make shit up about because no one actually cares (laughs) because no one knows or cares right I've still got more from this one okay continue uh they have a little dialogue that I'm going to skip about this girl he just turned down um and then Austin says you know Noah there's a whole campus of girls dying to get their shot with the Lakers star right winger let me just say the Lakers are a basketball team 
why would you name the hockey team in your book where you made up the name the Lakers? Just give them something else. Like, like dude, just call them the Bulldogs and move the fuck on. Like, for real. Um, so this guy's girlfriend, this is also part of a college series. So they, like, casually reference this other girl who's, like, a different, like, reader insert from a different book. Which, okay. for me, would get really confusing. Like, who am I supposed to be relating to right now? But anyway... Ella says, maybe you should try abstaining for a while. What? I balked. Certain I must have misheard her. Because I was a 20-year-old hot-blooded male. I had needs. Why the fuck would I want to do that? To focus on hockey? To avoid any more unnecessary girl drama? To make sure you don't end up with your very own hockey team full of baby Holdens? Whoa. (laughs) That was a jump. Panic sent a shudder through me. I always wrap it every single time. And then here's where it gets messy. Connor jumps in and says, except that time with, and we never find out who it was, presumably because we can't have too many women in these books. That would just of course. ruin things. Um, And so obviously Holden or whatever his name is, Noah Holden apparently is upset. He says, whose side are you on, asshole? And Connor's response, super normal, saying what any guy would say, sorry, bro, but she owns my balls now. <laughs> he hugged Ella into his side, gazing down at her like she was his whole world. Tell him, babe. Tell him my balls are yours. That's all I've got for you. Oh, my God. It's just, okay, new thing that I realized. All of these books are from the guy's perspective, which is interesting. <laughs> I guess because, like, the appeal is, like, you get to hear this guy fantasizing about, quote-unquote, you, and then it's, like, that's hot because he wants you. But it's, like, they're saying shitty things. Like, if it's from the girl's perspective, I think this one might actually switch perspectives. But, like, Mm. what if the girl has thoughts that you wouldn't have? That could ruin the reader immersion. I really, really hate the first-person narration, though. Oh, it's horrible. Like... Is Holden talking to me? I would rather he didn't. <laughs> I would rather he not speak to me, actually. <laughs> okay. Um. So mine's in a very similar vein. So it's called Against the Boards by Denica Flynn. I really like the like kind of name like pattern we have going here. Break the ice, against the boards. I like that they're all hockey puns. Oh, yeah. And so this one's less like sexual and more just made me laugh so are you ready oh i'm ready you never answer my question what's a good area to move to okay here's the plan you stay in my room while i'm overseas and we can look together when we get back or cat can help you i raised an eyebrow who's cat he barked out a laugh the gm's assistant also my goaltender's mom so she's off limits <laughs> first of all okay first of all <laughs> i'd hit Let's just get one thing clear. I would be smashing like there was no tomorrow. It's your goaltender's mom working for front office. What is the assistant to the GM? It's like, no, it's just like says GM's assistant, not like special assistant or like assistant GM or like anything. Like what? Is she just hired to like answer his emails? <laughs> I think she's just the secretary. That's, like, a little bit misogynistic. Why are women always the secretaries? Oh, we're getting there. Ready? I'm ready. Really? He suddenly looked very solemn. I'd never break the code. 
I rolled my eyes. Hockey boys and their codes. It all seemed rather archaic to me. I'd never been interested in hockey players, mostly because when, mostly because they got mad that I could outshoot them. Sorry, my dudes. When you grew up with a Stanley Cup winner for a father, not playing hockey wasn't an option. Okay, like, <laughs> let me just say, your dad can be a Stanley, A, your dad can be a Stanley Cup winner and you can be shit at hockey, but B, even if you did grow up playing hockey, you're still probably not going to be able to outshoot like a guy who trains regularly and is like a professional. I just, the sorry, my dudes. Oh my God. This isn't a like women can't play hockey thing. This is a like somebody who isn't a hockey player, like regularly is probably worse at hockey than the like somebody who is. Okay. I have to get through some more here. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so they talk a little bit about, like, how she needs to stay in his room, um, and they get to, I have a new roommate, he said, his expression grim. It told me that I wouldn't like whatever bomb he's about to drop. Tristan, who moved into Noah's room, I asked. Benny. Benny? Yes, Benny. Like, Michael Bennett, I asked, and prayed to the hockey gods he meant literally anyone else. Please tell me he had another friend who went by the name Benny. Please, anyone but the six-foot-four left winger who took one look at me and asked me if my tits were fake. There is no way in hell I was living with Benny while I searched for a place, even if he was nice to look at, with his impeccably groomed beard that looked amazing against his brown skin. Please, hockey gods, be on my side this time. Do you know another Benny? Tristan asked and gave me a signature grin. Oh, you have got to be fucking kidding me. My twin laughed the whole elevator right up to the floor. So that's the plot twist, is that they both have the same father. And also, um, <clears throat> in the same paragraph where she's talking about the man that, like, the one thing he's ever said to her is her tits are fake, how attractive he also is. <laughs> I was really fascinated by the amount of exposition she managed to pack into that one very long sentence. <laughs> I got a mental image. I can't lie. <laughs> like, I feel like I know this guy now. I'm also like, <laughs> it's so funny to me. Like, I'm not going to say this isn't how it is in the real world too, but like all these hockey guys are named shit like Noah and Tristan and Michael. And it's like, like, don't get me wrong. There's like 15 Noahs in the NHL. But it's still hysterical to me. I don't know how you keep track of these characters. Well, it's just funny. It's they like, always have these North American names. It's like, you guys know there's like six Elias too, right? <laughs> My God, they wouldn't write a Russian unless he's like this strong, domineering Russian who's like, like corrupting the like poor Canadian rookie or something. It's just so fucked up. Like, y'all, they're not all named Colton. Come on. <laughs> Most of them are, though. That's true. All right. So that's Against the Boards by Danica Flynn. <laughs> All right. And now I've got Boarding by Elise Faber. In case you were hoping for a little titular variety, you're not getting it. This is actually, um, it starts from the point of view of our main character, Mandy. Idiot. She muttered as just his name conjured up all sorts of very unprofessional images into her mind. Muscles the kind that made the spot just below her belly button, I hope this person goes back to anatomy class, clench with need. Strong legs and good gravy, but his ass. <laughs> Not the hockey ass. Oh, the hockey ass. <laughs> hockey players had the best asses. No pancake bottoms. These men and women, wow, feminism, Wow. could fill out a pair of jeans. She wanted to squeeze it, 
to nibble it, bounce a dime. Mandy dropped her chin to her chest, losing sight of the sorting hat cupcake she'd been pondering, in case you were wondering what kind of person wrote this book. I don't think I've ever seen a hockey player wear jeans. Like, it's it's dress pants or, like, those, like, fucking shorts? No, yeah, I was just thinking about it. Even the Dylan Larkin hockey butt ad is for, like, slacks. Yeah, I don't think that they wear jeans. I mean, as someone who also has, like, a fat ass, jeans are tough. There's no give. Yeah, no, like, I think that they just stick to their tailored, like, dress pants and then their golf khakis and those shorts that they wear everywhere now. Yeah, I think this might, well, I'm not sure. Uh, This one might be college, but I think it might not be. Uh, It's really hard to tell. Yeah, it is. Anyway, back to back to Mandy and her sorting hat cupcakes. Blaine, with his yummy ass, had a unique way of distracting her. No, it wasn't even distraction, per se. He had always been able to get under her skin. And that was very, very bad for her. Mm, Okay. Ugh, she said, tossing her phone onto her desk and standing, knowing that she wouldn't be able to sit still now. Nope, she needed about 40 laps in the pool and a good, good, hard, fuck run her mind blurted almost yelling at the mental voice of her inner devil a good (laughs) hard run girl stand up (laughs) unfortunately the cajoling tone wasn't completely drowned out some sexy horizontal time with blaine would be more fun why is this written by someone like why is a sexual book written by someone that's never had sex (laughs) It's literally scary. I just thank God that I didn't make it to like any actual sex scenes. I'm not going to read the rest of this, but she starts having like after this is like the end of her fantasizing. And then she hears noise from the television. And it turns out that Blaine is lying on the ice in a pool of blood. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it's like you're going to go from her like mentally jacking it to him to him like bleeding out on the ice. Holy shit. That's. Okay, (laughs) that is forcing a plot forward, if I have ever heard a plot force forward. Like, it was just scared. Like, like I was literally jump scared. (laughs) Oh my god. The next thing that I have, um, a little change of pace. This queer novel is written by two women. (laughs) It's called Unrivaled by Ashlyn Crane, or Ashlyn Kane, excuse me, and Morgan James. And it is I'm going to actually just read the blurb to you because I have both the blurb and like a chapter picked out, but I think the blurb just sells it better. Are you ready? I'm ready. People say there's a fine line between love and hate. If you ask Grady Armstrong, the oh. line's <laughs> obvious as the one in the middle of a hockey rink. You don't know what it's called, do you, buddy? So he can't explain why he doesn't walk away when his grinder hookup, a guy who accused him of impersonating himself, turns out to be Max Lockhart, a rival player Grady once punched in the face. Apparently, Max can goad him just as well off the ice as he can on it. Max Lockhart showed up thinking he was going to expose a fake. Instead, he hooks up with a guy who claims to hate him and he has a good time a really good time but that doesn't mean players from different teams can be together max has always wished grady would relax a little when the season starts and grady accepts max's offer with of help with finding someone to date for real max gets his wish but he should have been careful what he wished for because now that he knows grady is a big softy under that prickly shell he'd rather keep grady for himself (laughs) Grady only goes on a handful of days before he realizes he has a lot more fun with Max, but he can't be falling for a rival player, dot dot dot, can he? 
Okay, first of all, Grady Armstrong. Are you moaning <laughs> that shit in bed? Are you like, oh, harder Grady? Grady? Like, okay, like Grady's objectively like one of the worst names that you could pick for your like sexual book. Like it starts with a grinder hookup. I no one is hooking up with Grady. God. And then it's like, why is the issue that they're rival players and not that they're gay? Like, yeah, I was wondering, I was like, okay, in this world is like that like not like a thing? Um, like is homophobia in the league just like ignored? Or is it like they just don't give a shit about the actual important like implications of it. I got it. Like, did they even remember homophobia exists or were they so focused on like, how could a ranger date a devil? <laughs> I was thinking capitals and flyers, but, or not capitals and flyers, penguins and flyers. But yeah, same thing. Well, according to some people, Sidney Crosby and Claude Giroux were fucking on the low. So according to a lot of people, actually, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I do just want to share that the website I'm on um that I got this like excerpt from has like all a bunch of queer fiction and I just like not all of them are hockey but I do want to read some of the titles to you if we can like segue to that for a second oh I'm ready <clears throat> pole position that's about a stripper um drama queen Elias and the egg of course that's about a trans woman in the closet oh oh my god i thought somebody was gonna like be laying <laughs> eggs i was like i my mind they do sometimes they do sometimes okay and this next one is called beer truck but the font is in like half cursive and a half like regular so the t has a tail coming off of it and i fully while i was reading this entire blurb thought the title of this book was beer fuck and i took that as fact I would much rather read a book called Beer Fuck than called Beer Truck, <laughs> let me just say. Um, also, I do want to share one more thing about Unrivaled. So the tagline on the front of the book is, love doesn't pull, it punches. And I <laughs> I don't feel great about that. <laughs> yeah, like, um, no. Like, I get what you were going I for. I get, like, um... they met because he punched the guy or whatever. But, like, let's just think about our words before we use them. <laughs> Like, what do you mean love doesn't pull, it punches? First of all, love pulls? I Grady is not pulling. Like, anyways. Speaking of words we should think before, here's The Enforcer by Avery Keelan. Once in a while, storing my stuff in the athletic center pays off. Today is one of those days. After stopping by my locker to swap out some textbooks, it's college again. Mm-hmm. I spot Violet standing in the functional training area looking like a fucking feast. Skin-tight black compression leggings highlight every curve of her lower half, her loose-fitting gray tank top revealing a sliver of the hot pink sports bra beneath. Her hair is pulled into a ponytail on top of her head, her face is flushed pink from her workout, and she looks more fuckable than ever. Oh, interesting. It gets worse. She finishes her quad stretch and sits down on the mat, moving into a set of supine stretches. I'm rolling, running late to meet Drew, which means I should keep moving and walk straight out the door, but my body has other ideas, and before I know it, I'm standing at the edge of the mat in front of her. Violet looks up at me and removes one wireless earbud, hitting pause on her phone. What do you want, Nash? Ew, <laughs> I'm sorry. Nash is a great name if that's your name and you're listening to this, but I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> her pouty lips quirk, betraying her attempt to sound annoyed. 
Can't I say hi to my trainer? I flopped down beside her, covertly sneaking a peek down her sports bra. God damn, I missed her tits. They're even better than I remembered. Sports bra, dude. Like, what are you seeing? It, 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 I'm telling you, it's getting worse. I would do bad things just for the chance to see Violet naked again. And then I would do bad things to her. Oh, ugh. aggressive. I feel like there's an ulterior motive at play here. She releases her calf and switches sides, extending her left leg along the floor while pulling her right leg up. All that does is make me think about how flexible she was in bed and outside of it, like in the back seat of my car. I could help you stretch. There's no way you'd keep that G-rated. Oh my god. In my defense, we'd both have more fun if my shoulders were holding up her legs. Naked. Okay, you didn't have to clarify that. (laughs) But if you want to make yourself useful, you could grab me a black foam roller from over there. Violet nods to the far right corner, where a wire basket holds an assortment of foam rollers and other accessories. Let me just stop here for a second to say that, like, there is so much over-embellishment here. This whole scene, like, it's just him, like, getting off to how hot she is. But they're in the middle of telling us, like, in the middle, they just stop to tell us she's doing, like, supine stretches and that the foam rollers are in a <laughs> wire basket. Like, she could just say, get me a black foam roller from over there and we could move on. She could just say, get me a foam roller. Like, why are there so many details? I don't need, like, to know everything about this scene. Like, like let him just talk, man. <laughs> If this was anyone else, I would tell them to fuck off and get it themselves. But I'm trying to find a reason to stick around, so I walk over and grab one, passing it to her. I know from experience the black rollers are the firmest, verging on painful, but Violet likes a little pain. She likes it rough, too. Okay, you're over-clarifying things that don't need to be over-clarified here. (laughs) I almost wish I didn't know these things. Yeah, me the fuck too, Nash. Me too. (laughs) Maybe life would be easier if I didn't. Thanks. Violet leans onto one elbow and pulls herself upright, readjusting to roll out her glutes. Is it weird to be jealous of a foam roller? Because I think I am. She peers over her shoulder at me, and her bare lips- What the fuck are bare lips? I- Wait, okay, actually, genuinely, what the fuck are bare lips? Like, I've heard it used in the sense of, like, versus having lipstick or lip gloss but like just bare like they're naked i was like you already had like a sentence where you talked about how she's not wearing makeup like you didn't have to clarify that and you had like the pouty lips but now you're like just reminding you she's like so cool and down to earth and knows about sports and also her lips are naked too (laughs) anyway her Her bare lips tug into a smile that's half shy, half exasperated. Are you going to watch me foam roll or what? I mean, yeah, is that an option? You're cute when you're all sweaty, I shrug, enjoying the way her flush deepens in response to my words, rosy hue traveling all the way down to her chest. Bro. Like, there's some color words that are just corny. Yeah, no, I think, like, anything described as, like, a rosy blush just automatically, like, takes me out of a scene. Also, like, if you use too many different words for color, like, a rosy hue, it's giving, like, cerulean orbs instead of blue (laughs) eyes. Like, you could just say, like, her flush deepens in response to my words, traveling all the way down to her chest. Like, it's just extra. 
not that like we're actually here to critique these people's like writing <laughs> skills but i have some critiques i'm sorry i'm a hater <laughs> pretty sure i'm a total mess right now but whatever works for you oh it's working for me i like clean violet sweaty violet dirty violet i'm especially into the last one down on her hands and knees begging for me to give it to her harder with her hair wrapped around my fist you know i'm just thinking about the person like three yoga mats down that's like listening to this conversation and that is where i had to stop and let (laughs) me remind you she's his trainer like they're in her workplace right now how oh my god i just that one made me upset that oh my god i saved it for last because i felt it was the worst like it's all so gratuitous i just can't imagine like do women really read this and like like you enjoy hearing a man like treat someone like a weird sex object like that she's literally just stretching she's doing her job and he's like i'm gonna sneak a peek at her tits i'm gonna be jealous of the thing that's touching her ass i'm gonna think about fucking her with her hair wrapped in my fist get a grip dude go take a cold shower (laughs) i have horrible news for you um i also saved my worst one for last oh god so we're not getting any better here (laughs) um so my book my last one here is called he has pluck by stephanie queen and i don't know if that's like pluck in like what the word normally means or if it's supposed to be like a puck luck thing but i tried not to think too hard about it after i got done reading so this evidently this has like switching povs but the one i'm gonna read to you is from jason's pov not jason are you ready i'm ready Of all the people I need to see on my first day called up to the NHL, public relations VP was the last person I'd have guessed. Checking my watch, the relic left to me by my dad, I rushed down the hallway because the last thing I want to do is be late. But when I round the corner, fate dishes out a different plan, and I blow directly into another body. Fuck, it's a woman's body. No mistaking it. Oh, God, (laughs) not a woman! Because as she stumbles back, I catch her, grabbing onto her arm and whatever else I can, which happens to be a very round and pliable boob. Dude, okay, let me just point out, like, if that was a man, you'd still be gripping his tit. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> like, why is your first instinct when you run into someone to cop a feel? Okay, so continuing here, he says, he's thinking in his head, and holy hell, if I don't feel the zizzle zap me from my fingertips down to my toes and stopping long enough at my cock to give it a jolt our eyes connect with mutual shock hers go wide and her face face flushes instantly like she feels the same insta jolt fuck with three u's because she's hot she has the most gorgeous deep blue eyes i've ever seen but our joint micro orgasm because it's the only way i can describe this feeling doesn't last what you're fucking what listen i was fucking losing it and listen she's not into it at all because the next thing she says is what the fuck she says batting my hand and away and writing herself we're standing so close i can't help but notice her chest heaving under a soft black sweater or the flutter of dark fringes lining those blue eyes or the scowl trying like hell to mar her pretty face but not succeeding so i smile Okay, so I'm going to continue a little bit further down. 
so basically she's like not in a good mood and then like she's suddenly just like looks sad and he she go he goes is something wrong she comes to as if i've snapped my fingers and if i thought her eyes were remarkable they've now turned to ice chips aimed at me like she wants to freeze my balls off i want to freeze your fucking balls off dude her scowl of disapproval is unmistakable, and I have no idea what this lady's problem is, but it's clear as the blue sky in winter that she has a problem with me, beyond the unfortunate boob grabbing, which was a total accident. Of course you're a hockey player, she says to me, as if it's the same as being an imperial death trooper. And you are? She huffs, and I watch her eyes flare and her chest continue to heave, almost forgetting she doesn't seem to like me or hockey players in general. Me? I'm doomed. It's my turn for flaring eyes. She's dying. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Wait a sec. You're not. She waves a hand and scoffs. Not literally. Of course you'd take me literally. I mean professionally. I've been demoted to this. She waves a hand, and I'm not sure what's so bad about this. If she's talking about the Boston Brawlers NHL franchise headquarters. Not the Brawlers, man. Um, but it kind of just goes on. Um she basically talks about how she's not a puck bunny. Wait, how do you get demoted into a completely different industry? I don't know. And she never explains it. What even is her job? I never found out. All right. He basically goes on to be like, you've got me all wrong. And she's like, yeah, you play with puck bunnies. And like, she says like some weird like shit about puck bunnies. Um. <laughs> And then it just kind of goes that he meets with the PR person. And that's, that's it. That's all that's as far as I got. But I just thought that that was fucking crazy. What is it with these books and like the misogyny? Like these are written by women. Can you not hate women, please? Like, why are you all like fucking puck bunnies when you're the one writing a book about how bad you want to sleep with a hockey player? Like, that's your cousin. And like, Elon, I... I'm going to say something, and if it's too controversial to you, you can cut it out, and you can cut out me asking this, but I think that all these tweets defending book talk and, like, pe like saying, like, oh, you're making fun of book talk, you're being misogynist, the fucking books are misogynist. Like, you're defending it. Like, <laughs> Right. I think there's, like, there's a way to make fun of it in a way that's misogynist, for sure, if you're, like, Jesus Christ, like, these fucking idiots only, like read books about men or like I don't know like whatever but like saying like hockey book talk is corny and weird isn't misogynist it's just true and I like to think that we have shown that that is just fucking true and I would like to say we did not pick and choose these books to be bad I picked the first couple books I came across available at my local public library like I got these off of the first couple of pages of Hockey Romance on Goodreads. Like, clearly people are reading these and enjoying them. Me personally, I'm not, but... Um, but let's just, like, just picture all of these things we've talked about and then, like, the someone posting and, and then, like, posting one of those quotes about, like, oh, Sebastian Ajo said this. Like... God. <laughs> Like, it's just so weird. It's such a weird, like, culture. And, like, and that's, like, book talk. And we haven't really gotten into Archive of Our Own, AO3. Um, But, like, do you want to give us, like, a rundown of the other ball game we're working with here? Yeah. All right. So, archiveofourown.org, 
also known as AO3, um, is a website for fan fiction, like of all kinds, of all genres. And I mean, if you don't know what fan fiction is, um, it's non-official, like, shit made up about some source. A lot of the times it's like TV shows or books. In some cases, it happens to be hockey players. Um, so there's like a pretty big like divide between Book Talk and AO3 in that Book Talk is characters. Sure, they use these guys' faces to market the books, weird, creepy, invasive, but they're still not intended, at least openly, to represent specific NHLers. AO3, they're just writing porn about these guys. They're also writing like moving epics about them too. Like it's not exclusively porn. There's a lot of like, oh, this guy has like cancer and is slowly dying and I'm going to write 50,000 words of them falling in love before like he he like dies or whatever. And like that's it's a whole other thing. Like there's a lot going on here. But basically this is a variety of people but it was founded and many of the communities there are like primarily made up of straight white women. And a lot of the times there's overlap between the book talk and like hockey RPF, which is real person fiction. That's the tag on AO3 is hockey RPF. Um, But like, there's also beef between the two groups. I don't really know a lot about that. I just am aware that there is like beef. (laughs) They, yeah, they just don't like each other, which is, I guess, they're like, you know, when you meet someone who's a little too similar to you (laughs) and it just rubs you the wrong way. I feel like that's what's going on there. But yeah, sometimes they're like aligned. But for a lot of people, there's beef. Either they're like, the stuff you're doing on AO3 is weird and you shouldn't be writing about real people. Or they're like, you're weird for like, using real people to promote your stuff we don't do that we just write about them fucking (laughs) which of course brings us back to the five minute major that we read earlier um so there are like some serious or more serious topics about AO3 and like hockey RPF that we want to talk about um but I'm a numbers guy Alon's a numbers guy um so I pulled some numbers that I found deeply interesting that really give a scope of like what hockey rpf really is how huge it is elon elon doesn't know any of this um so we're gonna kind of do like a multiple choice kind of game here with it because some of these numbers are hilarious i am flying completely blind here guys so like (laughs) no laughing at me if i fuck this up and i will fuck it up marcy has been like (laughs) holding this over me for days now and I'm a little bit terrified okay so some of this is just fucking crazy so this first one I gave to you because I couldn't hold this information in any longer when was the first AO3 hockey RPF fic posted the options are a June 12th 2008 b May 30th 2010 c July 31st 2001 or D, September 11th, 2001. Right. So I did get the answer to this one because Marzi could not hold it in. The answer is C, July 31st, 2001. Almost a full, no, that is exactly a full five months before I was born. So Alon is younger than Hockey RPF. I was gestating in the womb and they were writing about heterosexual men taking it up the ass. Okay, so actually, they weren't. 
So the main characters of the first hockey RPF fic were either A, Dana Scully, Fox Mulder, and Mario Lemieux, <gasps> B, is the Friends cast as Pittsburgh Penguins, or C, Office cast as Washington Capitals. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I... I'm just gonna go with B because I really don't want it to be A and I feel like The Office gained its popularity a little bit too late for it to be C. Mm -hmm. It's A. Fuck! (laughs) It is Dana Scully, Fox Mulder, and Mario Lemieux. (laughs) I didn't read it. I didn't bother to dive into it. I just, the first hockey RPF fic ever was those three characters. You know what? I hope they all had very fun, consensual adult activity time. Okay, moving on to the kind of the next topic at hand. These next couple ones are related. Who is a more popular character in the year 2023 and 2022? Patrick Kane or Mitch Marner? God, I hope it's Mitch Marner. Final answer? Mitch Marner. There's in fact three Patrick Kane fix posted today. It is Patrick Kane. They all think he's fucking Jonathan Tate, don't they? Yes, we're going to get there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Patrick Kane is still very much um, about 2,000 fix ahead of Mitch Marner, which is astonishing. And disgusting. Horrible. Um, so the next question is, who is the most popular pairing? So who are the two guys that people are, like, writing the most about? Are ready? I'm ready. A, Sidney Crosby. X Malkin, of course. Two, Patrick Kane, X Jonathan Taves. C, Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. D, Travis Konensi. I don't know how to say his name. Travis Konechny, X Nolan Patrick. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go through my reasoning for these. I'm not eliminating Sid Gino immediately because, like, iconic, obviously. Mm-hmm. I can't eliminate Kane and Taves immediately because. I just know there's so much out there. Um, I don't think it's Ben and Sagan, if only because they have been playing together for less time than either of the first two pairings. And mm-hmm. I think people are weird about them, but the fan base in general of the Dallas Stars is smaller than that of either Pittsburgh or Chicago. So I'm going to eliminate three. And then four Konechny and Patrick are both way too young for them to have even achieved close to the dominance of those more veteran players. So I do not think it's them, even though the online queer community is like fucking obsessed with them. (laughs) Okay, so you've knocked out those bottom two, the first two. Well, as a Penguins fan, I'm going to go with Sid Gino because Penguins number one forever. That is entirely correct. Let's go! I pulled these numbers last week, so they might have a couple more now. I know Patrick Kane definitely does. Um, So Sid and Gino have 3,463 fics written about them. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves come in a close second at 2,928. I give you these in order, by the way. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, very, very tight race. They are catching up at 1,452. And then Travis Konechny and Nolan Patrick, this is going to shock you, are only 200 fix behind Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. See, that is slightly less surprising because I think the population of people who are really into Konechny and Patrick 
has more overlap with the general AO3 population than mm-hmm. your average stars fan. Like no, gay I, people I go agree. crazy for these guys in a way that they don't for doesn't eat pussy transphobic Jamie <laughs> Ben. I just think it's absolutely like astonishing how many fics about Patrick Kane are still being written. I mean, like, it's disgusting. Like, do you guys not feel even a little bit bad? Like, you don't feel a little, like, sick when you do this shit? Well, it's like, I get it that a lot of these were written, like, 10 years ago. But, oh my god. <laughs> There's three posted today. Right. Like, you're going to hell. Literally. Um, I'm going to transition to the next kind of section of questions here. These are about tags and numbers and hits and stuff, okay? Okay. So... Two very popular tags here. I want to know if you think friends to lovers or plot what plot has more fix underneath it. I have to go with PWP specifically because I think as a term, it's been around longer. Mm -hmm. So it's a very close race, actually. You're correct. But friends to lovers is only 300 behind that. That is definitely caused by a surge of TikTok users writing fan fiction. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because it's like, well, okay, I'm going to ask you another follow-up question to this. What's higher, fluff or PWP? Ooh, see, that's a tough one because fluff is just as vintage as PWP, but I'm going to say fluff is higher because I think there was a time of fluff and smut before smut transitioned to PWP. It's the number one tag with 3,400 fix. Um, A close second behind that is established relationship before we get to PWP. Fascinating. It's truly fascinating. I felt like a fucking conspiracy theorist when I was deep diving into these numbers because like I had never looked at this before. And like the fact that I'm getting all these right is so embarrassing for me. Let <laughs> me just point out. But like I am unfortunately like a fan fiction veteran. I was on Tumblr like talking about Supernatural back in the day. Yeah, I was talking about One Direction on the internet at 11. Like Right, like we've all been there. It's just that some of y'all never grew out of that. <laughs> some of y'all are out here 26 and still acting like that. And that I would I would have to say, in my professional opinion, is a skill <laughs> issue. <laughs> okay, so the next one is going to specifically be talking about like queer relationships versus straight relationships. There are thirty two thousand hockey RPF fix on Ao three. How many of them? And I'm not going to give you numbers. I'm going to just have you guess. Are M slash M pairings? Okay, I am going to go with a really strong number here of about thirty thousand. 26,000. You overestimated. I did. At least, I mean, 6,000 on there are MF pairings. Which is so interesting because I know there's a mix on there of the stuff that's like an actual NHL player and then like a self-insert reader. Mm -hmm. But like those actually tend to be both more popular and higher quality on Tumblr, which I know not because I'm an avid peruser of these things, but because this is the sort of knowledge you observe when you're around gay people on Twitter. Um, So like, I don't know if that's the sort of thing you're into. Strongly recommend Tumblr over AO3. And the (laughs) rest of it is like guys, either guys and their wives, or there's a lot of gender bend, which is a term I hate, by the way. I hate that term. Yeah, no, I see that all the time. People think Rule 63 is somehow like, better than gender bend like no it's not 
It means the same thing. You're just giving them tits and a vagina and saying it makes them a woman. Yeah, no, I don't like that tag. I actually didn't dive into into any of that because I just didn't want to look at it. (laughs) No, like, I think I find that, like, specifically, like, grosser than your average like rpf stuff mm-hmm. um so the next couple things are going to be about hits kudos and the longest fix for anyone that does not know hits is how many times that someone has read your work kudos is how many times they have liked your work and you can only do it once so the kudos are not ever as high as hits because you get a hit every time someone opens it and then we're going to talk about the longest fix are you ready i'm so ready okay the most popular Hockey RPF fic is titled And Never Been Kissed. It has 50K hits. Who is it about? Definitely Sidney Crosby's in there because everybody thinks he's a virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go with with Gino. Absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. The fic with the most kudos is titled King and the Lionheart. Who is it about and how many kudos do you think it has? Oh, that's a tough one. Like, I feel like there's got to be some more, like, like, I don't know, like, that symbolism. I feel like they didn't make up the King stuff. Like, it's some guy. Sidney Crosby doesn't really have King vibes. He's, like, a captain type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. And how many kudos do you think it has? Oh, God, I have no idea. Like, none whatsoever. <laughs> like, I don't even have a range. <laughs> so it is Sid and Gino. I believe Sid is the king and Gino is Lionheart. It is a brave spinoff. Like, brave the Disney movie? <laughs> no, no, no. The, like, dramatic Scottish film. Oh, like... <laughs> okay. I was like, who's Merida? <laughs> and the, like, they're, like, dying for each other kind of thing. Not gotcha. like... <laughs> if not, like, they're not choosing their own fate here. If you had the chance to change your fate... Would ya? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it has 5,000 kudos, which is actually kind of a lot. Oh my god, 5,000 people read that fic <laughs> and then liked it enough to press that button. And the worst part is I didn't deep dive past the title on any of these. I have no idea what they're about. God, I like, I don't even, I don't want to know. I, I'm happy in blissful <laughs> ignorance. All right, this next one I'm really excited to share with you. Oh, boy. The longest hockey RPF fic at 480,000 words. Oh, God. Is titled Quantum Entanglement. Who is it about? Sidney Crosby and Claude Giroux. Nope. You get one more guess. Um, shit. Quantum Entanglement. I mean, it's got to be about rivals, right? Like, that's the whole vibe I'm getting. Or maybe that's just because I spent so much time talking <laughs> about how the Flyers-Pens rivalry is just like quantum entanglement. And I'm, like, <laughs> gaslighting myself, which is really probably what's happening here. I don't know. Taven Kane? Yeah. <laughs> ah. How are they quantum entanglement? My God. I don't know. <laughs> Who wrote 400,000 words about those guys. Um, It's 480. I would say 500,000, Um, which is over half the length of the original, like, King James Bible. Like, you wrote a religion. I mean, like, kudos to you for, like, the effort and the time and putting that passion into a project. That's something I really respect. But why this? Um, I want to see, okay, not, like, supporting Harry Potter. It's just a long series. I want to see how many words it is. 
like at a certain point i feel like you have to like like they're not even people anymore they're your own characters and then it's like just go write a real book (laughs) it's half the length of the harry potter entire series it is would be books one through four and a half oh my god (laughs) okay and i have one more thing the second longest fic at four hundred and five thousand words is titled puppy love oh god about oh i don't even want to know i literally oh my god (laughs) it's not as bad as you think honestly i'm so scared because i know how much weird shit you people get up to on there with like 40 year old men and rookies (laughs) like don't even like god four hundred thousand words titled puppy love give me a guess it's someone we have talked about but has not been their own answer yet is it eric stall and jeff skinner no (laughs) (laughs) i was like no one more guess someone we've talked about during this like section of the podcast um jamie ben and tyler sagan half right it's tyler sagan an original female main character you wrote four hundred five thousand words and you made up one of the characters (laughs) and you couldn't invent a man to replace Tyler Sagan? The number three longest fic at 380 words is also Tyler Sagan, an original female character. Like, oh my god, guys. I know he, like, walks around with his shirt off all the time, but you could invent a man who walked around with his shirt off all the time. Like, you guys wrote the length of Harry Potter, like, the entire series. You could have just written out this man you guys this is so like creative and brilliant and you're wasting it (laughs) go write a book um i still have the page open from this one i so according to this okay the third one is actually four hundred thousand words it's just three thousand words shy of the last one um they're just friends (laughs) they're like like this is just four hundred three thousand words of them hanging out yeah the tags are tyler sagan Pregnancy, male-female friendship, and romantic friendship. What is a romantic friendship? (laughs) I don't want to find out. You think he knocks her up? For sure. It's like, do you want to hear the description? I'll hear the description. (laughs) Tyler's smile turned to a wide grin, his hand going to your shoulder, rocking you back and forth in excitement. You're going to have a baby. Her life forces her to make a big life decision much... Wait, (laughs) hold on. Her life forces her to make a big life decision much sooner than she expected and her best friend tyler makes the offer of his life wait i think he just gets her pregnant because she can't get pregnant what i thought like maybe like she gets pregnant by like a one-night stand and he's like i'm not the stepfather i'm the father who stepped up (laughs) no it's just someone told me also it has 65 chapters and it got abandoned at 400,000 words and like it has not been touched since 2019 oh my god can you imagine (laughs) going through 65 chapters of this like holy shit cliffhanger i wonder what happens next and then they just fuck off um i want to read the next longest for you because i think this is honestly so fascinating that people are able to write this much yeah, hit me. Um, the next one is Whatever Promises I Made, Leon Dreisaitl and Matthew Chuck. Um, the 2016 season specifically. Um, the next one is Last Born Son, Nico Heischer and Nolan Patrick, um, which is 300,000 words. My God. Next one is Mitch Marner and Dylan Strom. Um, I and Love and You is the title. It has two authors. Ooh, a collab. 
<laughs> um, there's an Austin Matthews original female character that has 300,000 words. You could be an Austin Matthews original female character right now. Just go to a Toronto <laughs> club on the right night. Just download Raya. He's on there. <laughs> like, And I do want to point out, while I was doing my research, this is very important. I already told you about this, but I want to share with the audience. Um, Jason Spezza is the only man that is featured in the 2001 to 2003 era and also the 2023 era. But that is not to say that there are not fathers and sons that are both on this website. Specifically, Marco Sturm and his son, Nico Sturm, are both members of AO3 Hockey RPF. I just, that's crazy to me. connecting across generations that is so beautiful um but yeah things that hockey rpf are older than alan 9 11 i think maybe just a little bit older than youtube definitely tiktok so book talk you lost that one and also the 2019 draft class god that's ridiculous there's guys (laughs) out there playing hockey who weren't even born when people started writing about hockey players fucking it's absurd and it is like morbidly fascinating to me my god it's like a train crash you can't look away from (laughs) like i like these numbers i was like i don't want to know any of this information but now that i've started unraveling it i need to know it all Like, it's just, like, a little look into, like, the psyche of these people. Yeah, like, there's, like, some mental gymnastics going on here. And I don't say that to be mean, but it's, like, how do you look at Patrick Kane and think, mm, I want to think about him fucking a man. My God, I don't even want to think about him fucking a woman. I don't think about him at all. <laughs> right. Part of what gets me is, like, these guys aren't, like conventionally handsome for the most part and that's not to say that like i wouldn't hit some of them like for sure (laughs) but like i feel like usually when you're like writing sort of like broad sexual fantasies for people to consume you're like like when you write it about a tv show like actors are hot it's part of their job description when you write it about a book you can imagine whoever you want when you write it about a hockey player you have to go look up his draft photo and stare at it for a little bit and then close the tab and reevaluate your life choices do you think in all of the austin matthews fix how do they like he's like you know the stereotypical like he runs his hands through his hair how do you think they write around the bald spot because oh you know like, they have to write around it. Like, he runs his hand across his, like, big-ass five head? I don't fucking <laughs> know. Like, my God. And, like, beyond, like, the jokes about, like, all of this, like, I really do think that, like, I I don't care what people do in the privacy of their own minds or their own homes, but I think when you put stuff on the internet, even on the internet, if it's, like, archive-locked or whatever, like, Lots of people can see it. You are creating something that is made for public consumption. Even if that public isn't like anybody with an internet connection, like when you put something locked on AO3, anybody can get in there provided they have an account and anybody can get an account. In essence, this is something that's viewable by anybody. And like, yeah, you can say like, well, you know, Matthew Kachuk shouldn't be searching Matthew Kachuk on AO3. And it's like, sure, but you're using his name, you're using his likeness, you're using his image. And if you don't think this is something that he should be associated with, then why are you associating it with him? Also, if I was famous enough that people were posting about me, 
I would be like looking that shit up just out of like morbid curiosity. Do you think these men who, as I talked about, are not actually famous, like they're just dudes most of the time, are not Googling themselves? Have you watched a single YouTuber from 2010? They all did that shit. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> right. And like, we know they name search on Twitter. We've seen it. Fucking Ellen Hughes name searches her sons on Twitter. I've seen it happen. Like, and you, you guys, I mean, not only are you posting some weird shit about them there, but then you're posting like fan fiction about them fucking other people, about them fucking each other. Like, fucking each other's wives, too. Yeah, fucking each other's wives. Like, can you imagine, like, you're the wife of an NHL player. Not only are you, like, not kind of famous, you're, like, not even a little bit famous. You married a guy who has a job that involves him being in front of a lot of people. And now people are writing about you getting fucked by his co-workers? Well, it's just, like, imagine you marry some, like, forgettable fourth liner and you really don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. But then, like, he does something endearing once and he never gets to live it down on the internet. Oh, my God. And people, like... Like, these people have not done anything dramatic. Like, Patrick Kane has not had the personality to garner that much attention. They just find certain aspects endearing. So it's like, imagine, like, not even being, like, mentally ready for that. Like, I mean, the first-round picks, they know what they're signing up for. They're teenage boys on the internet. They know how people talk about them because they are teenagers on the internet, too. But, like, fucking (laughs) none of these older men know anything about this shit. They're not mentally prepared for this. Like, all they do, like, their job is to play hockey. And yeah, some of that comes with publicity to promote the team. But publicity to promote the team doesn't make someone a freaking, like, celebrity. And it doesn't mean that you suddenly have, like, free reign over their bodies to, like, sexualize them. And, like, half of the time these fics have disclaimers that are like, I don't know the real guy. This is a fictionalized representation of him. Like, then why are you... Why are you writing it? If you, like, have this idea of, like, a plot and a character in your head, write a book. It's not like the fucking NHL is this fantasy land. It's the real world. Like, you don't have to create a, like, background. Like, these guys are right here, living real lives, and you are literally turning that into porn for yourself. Just make up an NHL player. It doesn't have to be one that's active. You can write about a pretend NHL player all you fucking want. Like, you can you can invent a guy. It's just, it's so interesting. Because, you know, like, how many hours of work people put into that, like, fucking 480,000 Gino Sid fic? How many hours of their lives were spent writing that? Like, I'm not saying you can't find NHL players hot or that you can't, like, be sexually attracted to them. Again, like, live your life. I do not care what you get off to in the privacy of your bedroom. I care what you are creating and sharing on the internet. You are literally distributing porn of these men. And it's just, like, it's the argument that, like, saying this would make us misogynistic. And I I don't know if we're going to get that comment, but... It's, I've seen it. It's not about women doing this. It's about anyone doing this. I don't think, like, if guys, if you started doing this about women's hockey players, if guys started writing, like, Sarah Nurse X Marie-Philippe Poulain, like, that would also be weird. And not just because MPP is engaged to a different woman. Like, that would be strange. I know there are men out here who write these fics. It's still weird. I feel like for a lot of people, that would be what would finally set the alarm bells off. Because for some reason, 
writing about gay men like straight men having gay sex doesn't set off that alarm bell of maybe you shouldn't write about real people having sex right and it's like it's not even that you're like imagining them as gay like again do whatever in your brain if you want to like be delusional like that's your choice um i prefer realism like i don't think holding these guys to any kind of like standard is a great idea because you don't know them and they will let you down but again like if you want to like fervently believe that Sid and Gino are having some like covert gay affair and their wives are just beards like that's your choice the problem is when you bring that into a public space I just I want to acknowledge one thing when we're discussing this and like it's kind of like I just looked this up and it's really weird um so the only out person under an NHL contract has zero things written about them the only gay man you guys have to write about you have not written about which i appreciate i'm happy about that um genuinely please leave him alone please don't like but like fascinating like it's so brave of him to like be out and for people to like exploit that to write porn of him would be weird but at the same time you guys are exploiting all these other men too right and it's like i'm not like asking people to write about him i'm just saying that's interesting that you guys are writing about like domestic abusers instead of like the content you representation you do have if you're gonna write it like if you have to write it that's who you're choosing and it's like Evander Kane he has like a thousand about him too with that all being said like our intention here isn't cruelty or to mock anyone um on this podcast I mean what we do is we examine facets of hockey culture and these are facets of hockey culture and we absolutely want to encourage getting more people into hockey you know showing your creativity through hockey creating content for it it's just important to basically like be mindful about the fact that these players are real guys and real people with like whole lives outside of hockey Mm -hmm. and outside of you know what you do and 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 what you see of them and so just like keeping that in mind absolutely I think while we are just kind of on the subject um it's also important to note that all of these authors we mentioned are also people that are just kind of publishing these books so please don't like antagonize the specific authors we mentioned by name probably wonderful people they're not the ones advertising their books this way um it is kind of the people reading the books on book talk um with that all said you know this episode was a little late we've both been dealing with a lot in our personal lives but from now on we should hopefully be able to stick to a bi-weekly that's once every two weeks not twice a week schedule for these (laughs) recordings um and we hope to see y'all listening next time If you would like to learn more or to interact with us on Twitter, where we reside, um, you can follow us at Game Misconduct, that's game with a Y. And if you interact with our tweets, we will interact back and we would love to hear from you and to hear your thoughts and to hear anything you'd like us to discuss in the future. Just come hang out. We'll see you there.